Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another wonderful journey into igniting your heart and soul right here at selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my two wonderful ladies who have got this fantastic book called The Miracle Collectors, Uncovering Stories of Wonder, Joy, and Mystery. We have Joan Louise Hill, and we have Katie Munnon. Did I say that right? I'm terrible at pronouncing names. But they decided uh, as a part of their own spiritual quest uh, to bring miracle experts, they are the miracle experts, and discover what truly awakens the present within us. It all started by sharing their own stories, which quickly prompted unexpected outpouring of stories from others, stories that have never been told, stories that didn't seem to matter, stories that have been forgotten. While some defy explanation, others invite us to take a closer look, to discover the common ground with each other and to seek meaning in a whole new way. The storage of courage, forgiveness, gratitude, faith, hope, and love from the miracle collectors allows us to notice and appreciate the miracles that are available in each one of us, while opening us up to the part of the divine mystery we can absorb and understand. By using Take a Miracle Moment Challenge at the end of every chapter, you can open the path for your own reawakening of the spirit. Perhaps you too will become a miracle collector. Collector, man collector, double on time there, because... It is about collection of wonderment and, and, and the mystery of life and just the exploration and, and connecting with ourselves and connecting with the divine and connecting with that energy. It's all there, isn't it, ladies? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, Sarah. We're excited to be here. Um, you just seem to kind of have a conversation one day and it kind of like, just started a trigger and then uh, let it snowball and and here's the book is that how it started uh, Joan I'll ask you <laughs> not quite not quite <laughs> but, but kind of so um 10 years ago we uh published our first book which was the result of the previous 10 years um ex experiences of research um on miracles and the reason we set about studying miracles in the first place was we three authors at the time had had these extraordinary, remarkable stories and events happen in our own lives. And we wanted to figure out how could this be? What did this mean? You know, we were not poster children for religion or spirituality. And yet we seemed to have something called a miracle that had occurred in our lives. And so we met one day at a coffee shop and we told our stories. Mm. And I think telling our stories or telling your stories um, are very important part of connecting with other people. And, um, you know, we, we, it's a way in which we, we go past the very superficial that it's so easy to do on our little machines that, that we love to connect with. And so we felt the need to tell our stories and look at miracles and cultures and other religions and science and philosophy. The subject of miracles had been debated for centuries. Yes. And what happened when we went out and told our stories 
was exactly as you said, Sarah, at the beginning, people came out of the woodwork to share their own stories. And sometimes they had been afraid to tell their story. Sometimes it took the recognition on behalf of someone else to realize how important their story was, which then we saw transform into this epiphany where, wow, my life is really significant. And what could I do and how could that change? So this notion of deepening connection, this notion of becoming aware of the things that are around us and looking at them in a different way is really very much at the core of the stories that we tell and we share in the Miracle Collectors. We felt as though we had become the story keepers and mm -hmm. we had a way to give voice to these stories which were told with such respect and with, with such awe. I always say that the best teachers are those that have gone through it that share their stories because you relate. Oh, that happened to you. Oh, how did you get through that? Really? Where did you find the strength and the courage? Is that within me? Because it's always a question coming back to yourself, isn't it? Is that within me? Do I have a story to tell? So many people think their stories are just so little, but they don't realize what a big impact they have. Right, Katie? Yes, absolutely. And I think that one of the things that is important about the types of stories that we told and the types of stories that we heard is that it uncovers this part of ourselves, a spiritual mm -hmm. part of ourselves that most people kind of, I think, ignore. Yeah. And in fact, it's such an important piece to the puzzle. And one of our, um, one of the epigraphs before one of the chapters that, that we really love, um, Teilhard de Chardin said, you know, we are not, in fact, human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And yes. so these stories, you know, sort of pick up that rock that so many people are just not comfortable looking underneath. And mm -hmm. it, it turned out that we gave people permission mm. to say, huh, you know, and, and, and first though, you have to peel back a layer. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to put yourself out there. Um, but at the end of the day, what we found is that these stories give people hope. Yeah. Um, evidently they also give people permission. Mm -hmm. You know, they gave people a language uh, to, uh, to, to tell their stories in a way that they felt safe to do so because we had just bared our souls. Yes. And yes. so once, once you've been willing to do that yourself, you know, other people, and they perceive you to be somewhat normal, <laughs> you know, they're willing to do it as well. A, what is normal? It's it's society's expectation of what you should exactly. be. Exactly. And I think we yeah. should throw that right out and look at each other as most beautiful, unique creatures that we are. You know, my metaphor for life is that we're all a beautiful instrument that we learn to play and then we find our orchestra in which to play it in. And that self-discovery. Thank you. That self-discovery of who we are and what gift we've got, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the tangerine or the soloist. Everybody's important in the orchestra. And that discovery of who we are, you know, most certainly I'm completely with you. We are spiritual beings having a human experience, not the other way around. And it can be difficult to live in the human body, um, in the human spirit because of that vulnerability. Um, to be spiritual, you are completely in trust and, and in connection and in vulnerability. As human beings, we've been taught to be constantly on the defense. And so 
the greatest gift I think you can share with people, the most honest gift is your vulnerability because yes. you are saying it in trust, um, not expecting any judgment back, just this is me. And it's a beautiful gift that you can share with other people. And it has to be received in that same honor. Do you agree, Jen? Absolutely. And one of the things that really came about was we saw this remarkable sort of generosity of spirit as people shared their story mm -hmm. and, and others listened. And, you know, we also talk about a notion that miracles and people, you know, doing kind acts for others or being the miracle for someone else really is contagious. Yes. You see someone doing a kind deed, you begin to do a kind deed. Mm -hmm. You do another kind deed. And um, there are numerous situations of that that we've seen even during this time, yeah. you know, during the pandemic, when people are looking for hope, looking for inspiration, grasping at anything positive. And, um, you know, amidst all this tragedy and confusion and, and upheaval, there have been moments of, of beauty where, you know, people have stepped up, whether it's the healthcare Certainly. Um, or uh, there's a, a story that um, occurred, I think, just outside of Minneapolis, where, you know, someone right before Christmas at the Dairy Queen paid for the meal behind them, yes. the person behind them or the car behind them. Yeah. And that car yes. paid for the meal behind them. It went on for three days and 900 people. Yes. There is this sense of contagiousness of this wonderful miracle spirit. And I think, you know, we believe that we miracles are available to all of us. Mm -hmm. So what we really are hoping to do is empowering people to find their path, as you mentioned, through the Take a Miracle Moment Challenge or however, to find the miracles in their lives. Yeah. Um, before we went on the air, I was saying I've recently literally become a grandmother a week ago. And, you know, my daughter was a long time in labor and still having complications. It was a very tough delivery. Um, and, you know, every week I write a blog and do my show myself. And, and, it, and it was on the birth, the gift of birth, whether you are giving birth or whether you are rebirthing yourself. And it's that gratitude, that appreciation, that wonderment, uh, and that understanding that the reason why it takes so long to birth a child or it, to bring a child into, into the world, the reason why sometimes it takes so long to rebirth ourselves is that we need to go through that process to understand what a miracle it really is and what a gift it really is so that we will value and appreciate it. And I think that appreciation and that gratitude as you say, paying it forward, you know, for the next person and the next person, the joy that it brings you, the, the knowing the difference that you've made in somebody else's life, just even with a smile, it brings you so much joy and that gratitude that that already is a gift in itself. What do you say to that, Katie? Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. It was a long <laughs> Joan, time waiting for this little baby. <laughs> jo Joan and I are, are grandmothers to six little boys between us. <gasps> Just one. And, uh, the, the oldest one is four. And actually, it's, it's kind of funny. As we were handing in the manuscript and doing the edits, you know, the first edit, we crossed out four and put five. And then the next edit, we crossed out <laughs> five and put six. So talking about miracles, we were, we were, you know, are just, we're gifted with these beautiful babies and mm. are, are so thankful. But, you know, you talk about igniting your heart and soul. Mm. And I think that um, people get stuck. Mm. And, you know, one of the things that 
I hope the Miracle Collectors does is it offers this path to, to you know, finding a different way, a, a fresh pair of eyes or a different lens to look at life. Um, and in the company of these extraordinary stories from ordinary people, just, yeah. like who, just like our readers. And I think that to get unstuck, sometimes you just need simple exercises that can, that can help you. And so these Take a Miracle Moment challenges that we offer, you know, it really is about um, becoming aware, becoming more aware. I mean, I like, I tell the story in the book, we tell the story in the book. I live about three blocks from the Metropolitan Museum. And one day, I, and, and, and it's my favorite building. It's this beautiful, beautiful uh, building. And so one day I was walking by <clears throat> and there was a huge crane that went to the top of the building and there were these unfinished blocks of concrete. And I thought, wow, I mean, like, I wonder what those are for. And so a few days went by and I noticed the crane was gone, but the unfinished blocks were still there. Now, mind you, I had walked by this building hundreds of times and, uh, and always admired its facade. And so this one day, but I couldn't figure out why these concrete blocks were still there. So this one day I walked by and there was a docent for the museum or whatever across the street with a, a, a tour. And I heard her say, does anyone notice something interesting about the front of the museum? So I sauntered over and nobody had an answer, but she said, you see those concrete blocks up there? They've been there since the museum opened in 1902. Now, <laughs> we paid attention. <laughs> they're so obvious. Yes. But I never saw them. Mm -hmm. yeah, I no. never saw them, never yeah. noticed them. And it, it's an example of what I think all of us do yeah. um, all the time. And so part of finding and uncovering miracles is to, you know, stop and notice for sure but also of what's in, right in front of you, but also maybe behind mm. what is obviously in front of you. Pay attention to life, right? You know, we're so busy, like, we've got to get into fifth gear, we've got to get to the destination, and then we've got to get there because that's what's expected of us. And it's like, just take a breath, smell the roses, listen to the ripple of the trees, the laughter of the children, pay attention to the present. The gift of the present is in the now. And if we slow down, took a slower road, just paid attention to what is around us, we would realize there is a miracle around us all the time. But we've all the been, time. We've been taught this, you know, we've got to put ourselves, oh, you've got to go, go, go. And it's like, go where? <laughs> you're just <laughs> randomly going without understanding that half the time you're just chasing your tail because you're not paying attention to the signs of being present. Joan? Well, and that's exactly right. So we talk about miracles really as signs. Mm -hmm. and that's an important part of miracles and being aware of aware of the signs. Katie's used the analogy that there, you know, we run around, but there's no ball, big block that says here, destination. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. it is the journey. Yes. And, you know, the third section of our book, the first is about becoming aware. The second is about the deepening connection we spoke about. But the third section is really about finding meaning. <laughs> and finding your connection with, within yourself, yeah. with others, and, but also to something greater. You know, doing, becoming the miracle for someone else, finding your own inner miracle courage to do the right thing, to stand up um, or stand out in some way that is very difficult to do. 
We saw this with the people who raised their hand and told us their stories. Mm -hmm. You know, they were brave to tell those stories. And, um, and so there is this notion we are all put here for a purpose. And sometimes we are the right person at the right time, yeah. at the right place to do something. And so we talk about a bit that, you know, often people pray to God for a miracle. God, please say yes and grant me a miracle. But maybe sometimes we have to be the ones to say yes to God. And, mm -hmm. and give a little assist. Yes, yes. So I agree with you. It's the journey that's so important. And we really learned that as part of our process in the first book, which is, I think, why we were very open to the stories people had to share with us, you know, without judgment and provide this environment where people could just talk and ask questions and be confused and, you know, be vulnerable. Um, and I think that that is part of our miracle journey. And so we invite readers and listeners to, to join us on this journey and uh, join us on our website at themiraclecollectors.com, share their stories. Um, and we would love to become part of their miracle journey. You know, there's, there's one thing that you said there, Joan, that, you know, that the vulnerability, the, but also the confusion. You know, a lot of people is like, I just don't know what's happening to me. Or so many people are actually waking up to their spirit right now. They're waking up to something. And I say, I don't know what's going on, but I'm feeling more. Um, that this, I'm being more aware of what's out there. You know, my, my kinestheticness is, is stepping up. But I don't know what this means. I'm confused. I, I don't know what I'm meant to do with this. Where do I go from here? And it's through other people's stories of awakening that they go, oh, you awoken too. Oh, this is natural. This is what we're meant to do. So what is happening to me is all completely natural. I'm not a freak and there's nothing strange here. And that all I really need to do is be willing to experience and explore. Who wants to go with that one? Katie? Sure. I mean, you know, Joan and I have both worn a few hats over the course of our lives. So you might say that we've, you know, this is not our first career. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, collecting miracles isn't something that we looked at at one point in our lives and thought, yes, that's mm -hmm. what I want to do. Um, it, it, it really was a question, as Joan started out and talking about, it really was a question of, of following our, our hearts and souls, I suppose, to a certain extent, and following the signs, you know, that you find along the way. But at some point, I believe you have to make a conscious decision to get off the, yeah. the, the hamster wheel. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, you, you really do have to decide that it's an, it's an important part of your life to stop and listen um, to what's happening within you, to the people that are around you, mm -hmm. to figure out what's most important in your life, to follow this, um, I think, very natural in all of us to follow this spirit, this, the spiritual, um, world that, that we act, that we live in. And, um, most of us are, are just comfortable in a, a corporal world where, you know, we exercise our physical and, and intellectual selves, but we you know, forget about this spiritual piece. That's, that's really the keystone, the most important piece to the puzzle. So I, while I believe that 
we all, you know, have the ability to, to be on that journey and that, yes, it can be confusing. Um, it's better, I think, to, it, it is confusing. I mean, you just yes. have to keep going. Yes. You just have to take keep the next experiencing. right step. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you just have to figure out, well, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that we all do is we get way too far ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens next week or next month or, you know, what have you. And, and, and all that's really important, for example, is talking to you right now about whatever comes up and whatever, yeah. you know, whatever we're going to explore. But I think that, you know, we live in this culture that says, go, go, go more, yeah. more, more, you know, and, um, you know, how many and how much, and mm. it's, 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 it is confusing to have to put on the brakes and say, that's not who I am. And that's not where I'm going. And that's not where I feel the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I get into that situation, I don't feel like I'm myself, you know? And so I think that we all get the signs of, you know, pushing ourselves in the right direction. But I think the one thing we can do um, as part of this process, and and we really had to learn this, was approaching all of these conversations, approaching life with this sort of generosity of spirit. So that we actually really listen to each other, yeah. sort of with empathetic listening, mm-hmm. not just worried about the next question we're going to ask right. or what question we might be asked, but trying to, you know, realize, really hear and understand what someone's trying to tell us, and um, and then in, rever- in 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 return have someone really listen to us fully, mm-hmm. and feel like you sort of you know we we talk about checking our ego at the door mm-hmm. and realize that sometimes life and things are just bigger than we are. And we can be, we're stronger together. We can do more good together. And so that's a whole process. It's also part of that going along in the journey and taking time to notice. But there are very simple steps as we're doing that of being more open and being more this generosity of spirit. You know, We kind of joke and call our secret sauce Mm-hmm. which has allowed us to work together for 20 years on yeah. this project, which is, I think, one of the reasons why people are willing to tell us their stories mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, and we've really felt that it's an important component of this whole miracle journey. Yeah, I completely agree with you. We, you know, but it's, it's rather like social media. Oh, I really don't know social media. Use it right, it's an algorithm, right? It's an energy source. What you feed is what's going to grow. And if you are a participant, if you're integrative, if you respond to the stories, form a conversation. It's not just about you sharing, 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 or liking, liking, liking. It's about really being integrative and and participant in your own life, but in the conversation. You see how those conversations, they're the seeds that can grow. So as with anything in life, what you water will grow. What you give the energy to will grow. Um, I don't like this in my life. I don't like that in my life. Okay, we already know you don't like it. But where's the emphasis on what you do like or what you do want? Take a blank canvas, pick up the brush and just let it go. Clean slate, let it go. And you will see your heart and your soul and your spirit paint a picture that your mind never, ever in its wildest dreams could perceive. You have to let the voice of the soul and the heart and the spirit come through because its intellect is wisdom. The head is accumulated knowledge. 
And if you stay stuck in the head, you're going to get stuck in the, the whys and the buts and the I can't and I shoulds and all of that. And I say, with your butt, the only thing you should be doing is sitting on it. <laughs> I think the corollary to that is another one, Sarah, that I love, which is bloom where you're planted. So, you know, instead of looking at all the excuses and the whatever, find the good, mm. find the positive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we've seen it in so many people as they have through this pandemic, you know, done their YouTube videos or their family singing or dancing. Yes, yes. People, we're wired for joy, but we have to seek it inside ourselves. Yeah. And it's been an opportunity to pause and we can bloom where we're planted. Yeah. Um, yeah. The opportunity to pause. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, you know, um, I was given a saying three years ago that the universe is going to uh, shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up, to change it up and grow up. And the grow up is grow up and be, you know, less whiny <laughs> and more creative, but also grow up to a higher frequency and vibration because that's where love lies. And we have been shaken up and we have been woken up. We've been invited to stand up. We've been invited collectively to come together to change it. And in that, we have risen up. And we, when we come collectively together as that chorus, as that orchestra, we really understand the impact of that harmony and how, it, how many people it reaches. So shared stories, shared creativity, shared love is a gift to each and every one of us. Katie? Yeah, I... Well, first of all, I, um, as Joan gave the example of the Dairy Queen and the 900 mm -hmm. cars and yes. three days and et cetera. Yes. And you're, you're, you reminded me of uh, another quote that we love that's Gerta, which is that at the moment of commitment, the universe conspires to assist you. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, and so this, but another thing that you touched on is this idea of connection. Mm -hmm. that and harmony mm -hmm. I mean harmony is a beautiful word for for connection and that we are in fact connected to each other mm -hmm. and um to everything that's going around us in the universe I really believe that I think we both really believe that uh, another thing I wanted to say on on something that Joan was talking about is that she and I are absolutely soul sisters there's there's no mm -hmm. question about that it didn't you know, we didn't start out that way. We were friends. We really liked each other. Um, but we've had some tough conversations and everything that's in the Miracle Collectors is really, are really tools that I would say she and I have both used over and over again, especially the um, idea of generosity of spirit. Yeah. Um, that, you know, the only way that you can write two books with a friend and take it, you know, on a topic as emotionally charged sometimes as, as, you know, spirituality or religion or inner feelings, you know, or what have you is if you really do not only connect with each other, but understand that you're connecting to, as Joan, I think already said to something that's bigger than you are. Yeah. And yeah. that, that bigger than you are is certain, you know, in, in my opinion is a higher power, but it can be really anything, the universe, the universal energy, um, but it exists and it's out there. And so um, we have seen this generosity of spirit in action and it's, 
it really it really exists the way we treat each other uh begets more generosity and it it just goes on from there there's there's a way that we can be with each other and it um you know it starts in our opinion it starts with recognizing the miracles that are already there for the taking uh, the other thing I think is you, you, each person is going to hear the miracle in a different way. It's going to touch them in a different way. And, you know, oh, this this affected me this way or this reminded me this. So this ignited me to do that. And each miracle is going to speak to what that person needs to hear uh, of what is their igniter to move them forward. And if you can then get people together to share how each of these stories had an impact on them, you know, that's a wonderful dish to share because it's like oh, that did that for you this it did this for me and then you realize how one story one simple story could have such a huge impact on so many people in so many ways who then go and have an impact on others so it's that wonderful ripple effect it's never just oh it did this for me and that's what it's going to do for anyone else it's going to do for each and every one of us according to what we need to hear at that time and just to add to that, um, sorry, Joan, just, just to add to that, I would just, I would also like to say that I know that I learned from the people that told us stories, mm -hmm. things that yes. I hadn't considered before to look at it in a particular kind of way because they saw it, you know, to me, I might say, oh, well, clearly that was, was the miracle. Um, and yet in their eyes, yes, that was part of it, but for example, um, one woman who I interviewed subsequently to her telling her story, she ended up in a very different place down the line than she had the night that she told us the story. And so the ripple effect was, was definitely within her and her sort of journey, but it was also for me because she, you know, had me thinking about it in a very different mm. way. And I yeah. really appreciated that. Yeah. Jen? No, I think that, you know, it's interesting. Miracles have certainly been discussed for centuries. Oh, yes, and since the beginning of time. <laughs> since the beginning of time, and there have been, you know, wars fought over them. But, um, you know, there had been this sort of notion that miracles were an exception to the order of nature. Mm -hmm. And that was the way it was. So when we sort of started, we looked at that, and, and you know, people were very comfortable with what I, we would call, you know, thunderbolt miracles. Yes, uh, yes. Know, partying and whatever. <laughs> and, I think what we've tried to do is, is when we sort of looked at what our definition would be, this notion of the ripple effect, mm -hmm. this notion of moving forward was really the key, key part of it, or this beneficial interaction between humankind and the divine, yeah. this intersection. Um, but feeling that it was what, what mattered was what rippled forward. And it's funny, you also talked about, you know, a, a miracle is a sign. And we love, there's a wonderful story in the book because sometimes you, you hit on something that sometimes you never really know what that miracle will be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes as Katie said, the miracle you think you had at the time when you think about it years later is actually part of a different piece. Yeah. And so there's that, but there's also sometimes it takes others to help you realize that you've had this, this miracle experience because they go, you know, Listen, pay, look at something differently with fresh yeah. perspective. But the other part is we were in a, a book um, talk at one point and it was a woman who said she wanted to tell us her story. 
she was a, a mom of three children under five. She yeah. had a, a husband and a very busy, prestigious job in a very male-dominated field. And and she said, I don't know, I, you know, how do I, she just was at her wit's end. How could she sustain all that she was trying to do? And so one day at the height of her, you know, concern, and she, you know, she knew she had to work part-time, but that was not something in her field, at her company that anyone was ever allowed to do, certainly at the level of position that she was at. So she is driving down a freeway in Southern California one day, and the children are, you know, squawking as they do in the back seat. <laughs> and she just is, you know, doing too many errands and too little time as we've all done and our, you know, on our day off. And she's, God, just tell me what to do. I need a sign. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, she is passing a big billboard. And on the billboard is a picture of Our Lady of Guadalupe that is a special devotion to the Blessed Mother in Mexico. In this picture of Guadalupe um, is an advertisement for a Mexican beer. And the, and the words on the um, billboard say in big letters, not got milk, but it says, just ask. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, God. I didn't really need a real sign, but I'll <laughs> thank, <take> you. <laughs> thank you. Sometimes we look for these literal signs. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, to finish the story, she did go in on Monday morning and she did ask. And she mm -hmm. was, and as her boss said, we've just been waiting for you to ask. Yes, we don't want to lose you. You may work part time for as long as you need to. So that you fear, know, it stops us, doesn't it? You know, from asking, it, you know, that assumption that the, the no is going to be there or that you can't. And stepping up in your own worth and saying, you know, I'm worth you supporting me in being part-time right now until I'm comfortable going back to full-time because I can do just as much work in the part-time as I can in the full. Uh, we have to stand tall in that worth and that courage to do so. And then for, you know, yes, we were just waiting for you to ask. We're so scared to ask. We're so scared to ask, you know, all right, you might get a no. And that just means, okay, it's a no. You can either be persistent or, you know, go ahead and do more if you want, or you can use this as a tap on the shoulder to redirect your life. It's not the end of days. It's either a yes, and you continue on in a different vein, or no, and you redirect somewhere else. Look at the wonderment and the excitement of that instead of the fear. And we learn that from other people's strength and courage and journeys, don't we? Exactly. We do. And um, I, I think this idea of worthiness yes. that you're touching on is so important. And um, we do talk about that in the Miracle Collectors really in two ways. The way that that you just mentioned, am I even worthy to go and yes. ask a question that's so important to me and so integral to what's important to my being able to stop and smell the coffee or the, mm. or the roses. Um, but also this idea that even understanding that God isn't a magic wand waving Santa Claus in the sky that's going to grant our wishes. It's just not the way it works. I know we all wish that it were. Yes. Um, and it's not. But feeling worthy enough to name our need mm. and send it up mm -hmm. is in itself a very important thing 
to do. And I think a lot of us stop short and say, why would any higher power, universal energy or, or whatever care about my little problem? And I think that it's just really important that we believe that we're worthy to send it up there. Because you never know what will happen. Sometimes no. a big fat billboard will tell you exactly <laughs> what you need to do. <laughs> yes. And how simple. Just ask. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, me, ask, you know, and it's like, especially, you know, a mom who is constantly in the giving mode and the doing mode and the service yes. mode, asking for help. You know, we've been taught that that's a sign of weakness. And no, it isn't. If you look at the person who's running a big company, are they doing it all themselves? They know who to delegate to and they know who to ask for help. That's the reason why they've got there. And so where is this thing of this fear of asking for help for self? It doesn't diminish who you are. It just shows no. you have a limit <laughs> to what you can do. And that's okay. That is okay, folks. Right? You can't. Wonder Woman is for the movies. We're all wondrous. We're all wondrous. But, you know, to actually be all and, and do all is not what we're designed for. We're designed to embrace our own beautiful gift, our own beautiful presence, and bring that to service in meaningful purpose. But we're not meant to be this everything. It reminds me of a movie. Do you remember Norma Ray? Mm -hmm. Yes. In a scene there, you know, about being the lover, being this, being that, being everything, you know, and it was a scene that stayed with me because it, it was ridiculous when she was saying it. Um, I'll be this, you know, do this all. And it's like, and I could hear my saying, but you can't, you can't do all of that because you can't do all of that well if you're doing so many things. And it became a, a statement back to me saying, you don't need to be all of that, right? Just be who you are with the gift that you are. And that's important for us to know. And we learn that from other people's stories. Other people will ignite and say, you know, that's okay. There's my permission, as you mentioned earlier permission to just be me i'm enough mm -hmm. i'm enough i'm doing enough i will grow in abundance with what i'm doing because i'm enough instead of trying to please everybody with what we think we should be doing tell us more about this program that you've got going on joan uh, the program being the Take a Miracle Moment Challenge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we decided that we, you know, people would say, oh, I want to join your miracle club. <laughs> you know, I, we said, and, and starting a spiritual journey, you know, I think sounds really easy, but, you know, how do you start? Where do you start? Mm -hmm. And so we decided that we should have these very simple um, challenges that people could do. And they're not, they're, they're exercises, truly. Right. You know, they're simple, they're practical. Um, you know, take a look at something that you've seen a million times before, like the blocks at the MFA. How, you know, do you see anything different mm -hmm. in your normal, you know, goings about town? We talk about gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, is there someone you should thank that maybe you haven't thanked in a while? You know, have you thought about, because we all think about perhaps a grade school teacher or someone in our lives who was very important to us. And so we go through these steps and you know, I sort of love the notion of book clubs doing these yeah. things together and they would learn so much about each other and connect on such a new level. 
um, we had a review by a husband and wife who did this, the, and they've been married for years, did these exercises together and found out bits and pieces about each other in terms of what was important. So I think that it's a, um, there, there are places in the book where actually you can make your notes and compare notes. Um, so it's meant to be used a little bit as a workbook to just jot things down. Start and, the conversation, right? Start the conversation exactly. with self and, and with others. Exactly. And so I think that it's really, you know, Katie and I have had a wonderful um, journey talking with people about miracles and everywhere we go, truly people want to tell us their story mm -hmm. or they want to find out more about what we've been finding out. Yeah. They're fascinated by some of the little, you know, minutia of, of miracles. But I do want to say that I think one of the things that, is really important that we go through at, back to this point of worthiness mm -hmm. is that it's so important that we dare to dream. Yeah. That we should all have dreams, not just as little girls or little boys, but we should hold on to those dreams. And yes, they may alter, they may change, but we should not give up on them. And we should never think that we're not worthy to, to do them. So we actually have exercises about trying to Come up with your personal elevator story. Mm -hmm. You know, what's important to you? And what might be the first step that you could do along the way? What might be something that you could do to help yourself today? Um, and part of it sometimes has to do with forgiveness. Oh, sometimes we have to forgive ourselves for having made a mistake in the past, but that's in the past. And we yes. have to allow ourselves to move on to the next thing. And I love that Paulo Coelho says in The Alchemist, you know, the secret of life is to fall down seven times, but to get up eight. Yeah. And, you know, that we're all going to, we're human yeah. after all, if with the spiritual side or spiritual with the human side. But that humanness, you know, requires us, <laughs> demands that we fall. Yeah. Um, and to be, to take it to the next level, we must realize that everyone falls, but that the difference is being able to believe in yourself enough to be able to get up. And sometimes it just takes one person believing in you. And so perhaps we can be that person who believes in someone else. So many teachers have done that for so many, um, or you know, a favorite aunt or a person in the community. And I think that that's you know, a vital part of what we're talking about in terms of this, these take a miracle moment exercises. It allows us to do, oh, I could do that. I've done around about 2000 shows in the last nine years. What I've learned about myself, the inspiration that I've got from other people, hearing other people's stories and going like, you know, I won't blame you if you cashed out, you know, that what they've been through, that strength and that courage and the abilities that they've learned and the fact that they're now there to help other people through their own stories, you know, for their own challenges in life has left me in awe, but it's also ignited in me my own strength. Uh, you know, blockages I'd put in my own way, uh, living in the past, you know, still diminishing my own worth. All of that has completely changed because of listening to these other stories. And it, it cannot help but rub off on you. It cannot help but kind of have you question yourself, form that conversation with yourself, and then have a conversation with others. See life in a different way. You know, this show is under Ignite Your Heart and Soul. It's Ignite the Conversation. 
It's ignite the wonderment, ignite the exploration of what is possible and do it with yourself first. And then have that conversation with others. It's all about self-discovery, isn't it? Who are we? What are we here to do? How are we here to contribute? Because we're all meant to be contributors. How can I make this a better world for me and for those around me? And we do that through the stories that we share. And I think it's a wonderful idea to put the miracle workers together and, and share that story because each and every single one of us is a miracle in our own right. Whether it's a small story or a big story, it's relatable to somebody else out there that's going through something that gives them permission and love to say, we've got you, you can do this. You are so much more than you're allowing yourself to be. We believe in you. And that's really a lot of the time all the encouragement we really need. Hey, Katie? Yes, and I think that you're touching on this idea that, first of all, we're all in this together yes. in the sense that we recognize that we do, we do have our individual parts to play, but we also are part of the collective, as you pointed out so beautifully, the, the harmony and the instruments of a beautiful orchestra. And one of the things that we love about the timing, which was somewhat coincidental um, of the Miracle Collectors. There is no coincidence. Just divine timing. Yeah, this divine timing is that it hit at a time when we're coming off of a year that mm. has been so difficult for so many, um, all of us, I'm sure, in some ways. And um, some of us obviously have have had actually, you know, have had the tragedies that have unfolded or they've lost jobs. They've had the financial, um, you know, difficulties and, um, and fear, anxiety. Um, the fact that we were coming off of, we live in a country that is so polarized. Yes. Um, whatever side you're on, if you recognize and know that that's a true statement. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things that I'm the most proud of about the Miracle Collectors is that it takes us on a journey that tells you and me how much we have in common yeah. that there there is this intersection where we all can agree and we can all meet and maybe it is in storytelling because one of the power of story of course is that we latch on to that this is a story of of, of courage or this is a story of extraordinary love or this is a story of extraordinary sacrifice and maybe paying the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and so that's where we can all meet. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that that's the part of the Miracle Collectors that I'm the happiest about it hitting right now at this time. Yes, I mean, that divine intervention. <laughs> the thing is, there's always a solution. There is always an answer. And, you know, in our time of need, you know, like, God, what do I do? There's a big sign, you know, <laughs> uh, right? You know, it's a, uh, here's your book. You know, and when I go into a bookstore, I allow a book to jump out and tell me what I need to read, right? But, you know, listening to, to podcasts like this, doing all the circuit that you're doing, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I need to read that. Mm -hmm. I need to hear other people's miracles to understand my own. Mm -hmm. to understand that I am a miracle in myself and then what to do with this miracle, what to do, the responsibility of who I am and what I'm here to do. Um, it's great timing because, you know, we're, 
we're not out of the woods yet. We've got another three or four years of transition. We're not going to go back to normal. Normal was dysfunctional. We're going to go into a totally different energy uh, realm. And a lot of transition is going to happen. A lot of awakening is going to happen. And people need to know, you know how to go through that process. And just listening to other people's miracles and realizing they're one of them is a way of a lovely transition into understanding the spirit that they are, the soul and heart that they are. And then when they step into that, the clarity of what they're here to do will speak very, very loud and clear. So perfect timing, ladies, even though you didn't time it. <laughs> <divinely not. laughs> well, I think that we're, I think we're optimistic in that, you know, I think that people have kind of sometimes many people become very overwhelmed by all the things mm. that Katie, Katie said. And I'm we're really hopeful that the miracle collectors will be able to provide this jump shift. Yes. Of yes. these positive stories of these inspiring stories of stories that people can put themselves in other people's shoes yeah. and then go, Oh yes, my life is important too. And it's important for me to be a positive force in the universe because that's really what it's going to take. Yeah. And also ignite some compassion. Absolutely. Because we said we need more of that. Mm? And empathy. And, and also that they're available to everyone. These Absolutely. experiences are universal and available to everyone if they but look. Yes. And they're free. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's that willingness to to just to participate isn't it to, to you know like you want to know what the miracle collectors are then you pick up the book and then you actually don't put the book on your shelf you read it and it doesn't <laughs> where you read it but you you don't read it to okay what's it going to tell me you read it just to immerse yourself into the stories and then you allow you allow your psyche to digest it your mind to digest it your body to digest it it will reveal what you need to learn from it when you allow. Do not dictate. We've seen what dictatorship does to the world. So stop dictating your life. It's good to have structure. It's good to have foundation, but also allow. The wind is blowing you for a reason. So read the book and, and simply digest it. And a wonderful way to do that, as you say, is like a book club. Get together with your friends and neighbors. Which chapter jumped out at you? Which story said something to you? How does it relate to you? Because then the stories are continuing on. Right? And they're out in the ether, they're out in that energy, and they're rippling out in a positive way. So how do people get hold of the book? Well, I think, I think Joan might have um, mentioned, we have a website, themiraclecollectors.com, and it is perfect for one-stop shopping because from there you can buy the book you can sign up for our inspirational monthly blog. You can follow us on social media, um, or you can just go directly to an online retailer uh, or your local bookstore and get the book that way. Uh, and so, you can also share your stories on our blog. We yes, love to, yes. We love to hear miracle stories on our blog. And I think you've, you've hit the nail on the, on the head, um, Sarah, with, with it's a book to be savored and to be shared. Yeah. And um whether it's on a you know beautiful afternoon or a you know evenings after dinner or whatever, it's it, that seems to be a, a universal theme that we're hearing from the readers we've had. Mm -hmm. The book came out um, on March second, 
And so it's sort of hot off the press. You're right. And, you know, very excited about it. The so thing is, it, it, it's, it continues on. You know, you read it now, you may revisit it later. And as you said, the story, the perceptions of the stories of, of how you're reading it from a different space, you're going to see something and read something different, but also the next generation can read it. Uh, you know, it's not like just for the times, it's for all times. So mm -hmm. it's one of those things to have in your library that you have a guest visiting you. Oh, what's this book? You know, good read. <laughs> Take it to bed with you. As the kids grow older, what's this miracle book? And to understand, and especially teenagers, to understand that there are miracles, that gratitude and the gift of who they are and what they're here to do. Because, as, you know, we know that with teenagers, it's like, you know, life owes them and life is nothing and you know so having a book understanding miracles and what people go through and the gift of that miracle i think is a very good foundating seeding for them in which to grow from as well so it is a book that keeps on giving i think it would be very interesting to you know take the miracle moment challenge now you know after this pandemic and then go back a year from yes. now and revisit your answers and see how the answers would, would have evolved or changed or how it'll be a sign of where we are in our lives at a different, in a different time and place. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, a, a very, um, which will be enlightening for all of us. And uh, you know, that the thing is life is about growth. You know, life is constantly about growth and, and that willingness to just move forward and, uh, and do what you need to do in life. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about life. It is such a wondrous gift. Yes, it can be difficult. Yes, it has its horrific moments. Yes, it has its challenges. But we're never given more than what we really can cope with. And we've just got to believe we can get through this. There is a reason behind it. And that when we do, we understand what gift it really was. However, you know, however the gift has been. So thank you for for writing these stories and, and continuing to collect the stories on the site. So, yes. um, and, uh, you know, just once again, how people can get hold of it. The miraclecollectors.com, come to our website, go on Amazon, go to your local bookstore, your local library. You can ask for the book and they'll be able to get it for you. Excellent, excellent. This is one you want in your library. Yeah, it's okay for the library to have it, but this is one you want in your library because it's a revisitor. And it's a sharer, and it's one, of, it. yeah. And you want to write in it, you know. This this is a, a constant work in process. I love those books that you can come back and revisit, and you know, even you just open up. Oh, that chapter! I need to listen to this today. And what did I write last year? Ooh, thank goodness I've moved forward from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think True. there'll be a lot of that. Yes, I think there'll be a lot of that over yeah. this last year. Yeah. It can be an indicator our own growth because that's what we're meant to do, vote is grow. Everything is a life lesson. The failure is to stop moving. It's not about how many times you fall, right? That is not failure. It's the failure to get back up. That's where the failure is. We're always meant to get back up, even if we're wobbly. We're, you know, we'll get our sure-footedness as long as we're willing to get back up and keep moving forward. So thank you so much for, for sharing these miracles.
And boy, do oh. we need them. <laughs> Sarah, we know you've had miracles in your life, so thank you so much. I've had many miracles in my life, yes, and I'm grateful for every single one of them, the good and the bad, because they've all been wonderful lessons that make you who you are and to do what you are meant to do. So again, if we immerse ourselves into them, learn from them, we become because of them. So don't it's a be wonderful afraid. journey. Yes, it certainly is. Not about the destination. There's a little stops along the way, but it's about the journey, each chapter in our own book of life. So be willing to immerse yourself into it because it can be fun. <laughs> Thank you, Joan. Thank you, Katie. It's been wonderful Thank you, Sarah. You. This was a delightful conversation. We really appreciated it. Um, right back Thank at you. Thank you, Sarah. My pleasure. My pleasure. So folks, remember hearing other people's stories, other miracle stories, ignites the story within you and shows you, yes, you can, you are worthy, you don't need permission, you are the permission you seek, and just step into that love, that spirit, that heart, that soul, and you'll never go wrong. So until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.